Hello and welcome to the Particles, Plants and Patients podcast. I'm Tesney. I run my own plant shop here in North Wales and I'm here tonight with Rachel. Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm a mechanical engineer and all, all round fun time. <laughs> <laughs> and Elliot. Hi, I'm Elliot. I work for the NHS and live in Manchester. This week we're going to be talking about space. to start off with my facts about plants in space so we can actually grow plants in space um there are two experiments that have been going on um in recent years really the first one's called veggie and the other one's called the advanced plant habitat um and they're both basically the same thing but one's for growing veg for the astronauts and the other is for researching the plants and extending them down preserved back to the labs on earth what Um, vegetables are they growing mainly like lettuce and like cabbage and stuff that type of thing lettuce and cabbage what a lovely combination (laughs) they're working on trying to send uh, no trying to grow um like tomatoes and and berries and stuff but um they're not doing it yet so it's just lettuce and cabbage for the astronauts so (laughs) far um but it also brings an uh like happiness to them as well when with the veggie um experiment they've been doing that is also to promote like happiness because the astronauts actually like tend to the, the garden um, oh. as well yeah the other one um the aph that's the other experiment um the people back on earth they just sort of watch the garden grow and see what happens without it being like disturbed oh so the astronauts don't have anything to do with the the aph one where they're just seeing what no. happens is the APH one like just in orbit or is it like so it's just like a little distance no it's on the like on the web uh, I don't know what what are they space in? station yeah space station oh, okay. yeah it's on there but it's just like a little sort of box with like grow lights and stuff in but um, and it's just ignored but monitored from a distance yeah there's 180 sensors in there to like to look at every movement that happens from the plants so it's really, it's quite cool. Yeah. That's um, pretty incredible though, that we are able to grow things. Yeah, in it's space. really cool. And yeah. they're only like the size of a carry-on suitcase. So you can't actually like grow much in there. Well, six plants you can grow in there. Um, and they chose cabbage. We could yeah. have strawberries, uh, apples, like sweet things. They no. must be the fastest thing to like root or something um, because why would they grow cabbage first without tomatoes? Because I think tomatoes are a bit more tasty, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah maybe. I wonder yeah. if a space tomato would taste any different, though. A tomato. Well, they were worried when they first started growing them that there was going to be like bad, like bacteria and stuff in them to make them like you're not able to eat them. Mm-hmm. But then the astronauts did eat them; they didn't die. So. That's well, so they were the test subjects in space. They were like, oh, "Why don't you eat <laughs> I don't actually know that far into it, but um, I guess they did some tests in the lab first. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine that? Like, uh, yeah, these definitely won't kill you. We don't. 
Yeah. We do not think maybe ish. Please try Who them. Knows? Yeah, <laughs> no. I suppose it's a big consideration, like you know, just to sort of bring it all back to earth. <laughs> that if we are ever to go out to space and live there long term, we're going to need to be able to grow food there. And mm. if we're moving from one place to another, you know, it's quite a long journey. I don't know whether you know, it's not like popping to Tesco's. <laughs> um, like Wally, when they're all yeah. eating like stuff out of a cup. <laughs> yeah. Din- dinner in a cup. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. The way they grow them is like, they can't obviously use soil or water. Like the way I propagate plants is in water or obviously soil, mm-hmm. but they use um, the clay um pebbles that is also called lecker because then it will drown the plant and it's also like some growing medium as well so they use clay pebbles instead of drowning the plants because the water will float above them yeah oh yeah that's true yeah. i'd never even considered the fact that you can't just you can't just nothing it doesn't just go down to the bottom thing. yeah yeah it'll just... they've, they've got to do it in pebbles which is cool yeah yeah but wow. that's my first fact who wants to go next i'll go next because I actually want to know. I feel like it could cause it could it could cause a bit of a discussion. This one, so um, someone did the maths about how long it would take to walk to the moon, and they took based on walking three miles an hour, which is kind of your standard pace of walking. Um, it takes eighty three thousand three hundred and thirty hours, give or take. This still says. Um, so that's nine and a half years to walk to the moon. That's not and really my that question long. would be would you walk to the, if it obviously if, if it was possible would you walk to the moon are we talking no. about like a, a walk like literally non-stop like you have to keep walking or like can you stop at for, like the buffet on the way or i, I think, don't know <laughs> i think <laughs> the maths was done on you don't stop you just keep going <laughs> i mean if they put some sights on the way like i don't know like hotel halfway and things like that like <laughs> yeah it would be quite an experience but walking non-stop to something that would always be quite far away and then thinking that you're gonna have to do the reverse journey again (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe just get the train back yeah (laughs) i don't think there's a train but um yeah i just just don't know why you'd want to go to the moon Mm. that might be a bit controversial but what's the point I know what you mean. You're daring to dream (laughs) yeah but what's up there's nothing up there it's just nothing there yet yeah but there's net <laughs> we've got earth so far and we're doing a rubbish job at that so yeah, exactly we need more space not less <laughs> <laughs> it's like you get in a bigger room just more messier mm-hmm. like that's what's yeah. gonna happen but you could open the uh, the lunar um branch of botanical bay plants well they can grow plants on the moon so you know i can do that <laughs> yeah there you go well you could just set up like a propagation farm on the moon <laughs> after you've walked just there, of lettuce <laughs> <laughs> bring the lettuce on the back <laughs> do you think um if we went to the if we managed to go to the moon and we decided as a species we were going to go live there how long do you think we would be on the moon before it would get its first mcdonald's <laughs> a day I'd, i think, I, yeah, I, think with us. I think it's it would go with the us journey. yeah i think <laughs> it'd be like do you remember when uh, pizza sent a pizza into space to say that they were the first fast food in space <laughs> so they sent it to the space station it was the most expensive pizza pizza ever because it had to be shipped up there i think mcdonald's would do the same they'd be like mm. we're the first fast food agency what's it called when it got there station. i'd be interested to know <laughs> i bet it was well i mean they're, they're called sure when they come be. from north wales to like from Colwyn Bay to my house, so yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I don't think they survived. A five-minute well. journey, cold already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, 
that was an interesting fact that yeah. I wish I knew more about. Yeah, I wish that I'd chosen that as my fact, but obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Just say, uh, I don't think I would walk the nine and a half years, but I'm pretty sure there would be people that if you had the option to walk for nine and a half, I mean, you'd probably have to extend it to what, like 15 years if you wanted some yeah. reasonable breaks. I'm sure there would be people Reason. that would happily, <laughs> would be happy to do it. But the thing is, is there yeah. wouldn't be anywhere to break. Like if you're saying it like there'd be somewhere, like if we did it now, breaking would just be stopping. <laughs> well, like, how are we walking to the moon? Are we just walking in a diagonal, like, yeah, you, ha- you have to get straight there. Yeah. Like, how, how are you doing it? You get how- a real good run up and then you jump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you basically, you get like a Coke, a Coke bottle, loads of Mentos. And, you and just- then just hold it. <laughs> That could work. Why did that not work? It actually, this spins off really well into my other fact that I wasn't going to do straight after, but it works how we're going now. Um, To escape the Earth's gravity, you have to be going 25,000 miles an hour. Can you do that Coke and Mentos? So I don't know if you could Coke and Mentos 25,000 miles an hour. I think I know what could get to 25,000 miles per hour. The what, people what? on the Aldi checkout, I think they could probably, <laughs> they could probably do it. Ask an Aldi checkout person to throw me into space. <laughs> Just say that you're going to bag slowly and you'll be launched. Put a barcode on the top of my head and they'll mistake me for like a, a bag of potatoes and fire me out. That's how we'll get food up there as well. Just send it to Aldi. <laughs> what goes that fast to actually do it? Apart from Probably a rocket. A rocket. Right. Yeah, but apart from that, obviously. Listen to me first, apart from that. I don't know. I, how, I don't know how fast we've ever gone on land. Let me have a look at how fast we've ever gone on. I think it's only like a thousand or two thousand miles per hour land yeah. speed record. Um, it's oh, it's not even. Fast. It's not even that fast. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, seven hundred sixty-three miles an hour, and it was set in October nineteen ninety-seven. That's such a long time ago. Surely we would have made something now I that can go we faster. Had. I uh, thought we'd like done something I like thought... the speed of sound or something. That is over the like... speed of sound. Oh, is yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not the speed of light, doesn't it? We haven't got that. No, fast. no, it's no. I was saying sound, not light. <laughs> yeah, it's still apparently it was done by the Bloodhound LSR um, in oh. 1997, and it's still not been outdone. They've attempted to do it because there's been the Bloodhound still try and do it, but I think they've always had like setbacks and. Um, things go wrong so they've never no one wants to be to sick in a car that much yeah <laughs> no, imagine if you really like tripped that. over and imagine if you hit something you just go through it and then launch over it that's how you get into space yeah that's how you do it <laughs> you'd hit a rock and just go flying <laughs> other than a rocket what goes that fast i don't think there's anything designed to go twenty-five thousand miles an hour nothing that i can think of that is that fast like i would say the fastest thing there's nothing that naturally travels faster than the bloodhound, right? Tango when he sees a biscuit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tango's my dog, everyone. <laughs> yeah, Tango when he sees a biscuit could get close. We could also send him up. <laughs> Just um, a loaf of bread. Tango. <laughs> <laughs> like, which one's the loaf of bread? <laughs> um, no, I don't think there's anything that even goes remotely no remotely as fast as that no No. i don't think i want to travel that fast but i mean i I wonder how it feels being you know you know when you you know earlier in the year when we watched that rocket launch in america and it was like Mm. wow look how fast that's going can you imagine having that much speed right behind you like i'd feel like my stomach would go through me yeah Yeah. Yeah. i just couldn't do it i couldn't see the point it would not be good you'd be like i don't know where i'm going here (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know why I'm going. <laughs> I really yeah, care about I don't want to go to the moon. I just said yeah for the banter. We go up with your lettuces and cabbages. I would if be... there's aliens up there, I'd understand, but we don't know if there are, so <laughs> maybe no not point. The there's just some rocks. Well, you don't know. Mm. You don't know. Yeah. I've got a cool, cool fact about the moon. You know when um, Apollo landed on the moon and the astronauts came out, they like obviously made footprints in the what did they? surface. Well, but that's my other thing I'm going to say in a minute. Yeah. Um, but those footprints will not disappear from the moon for a hundred million years. Why? That's a long time. I see there's no cleaners on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> no, because there's, there's no... Um, there's obviously no atmosphere on the moon. There's mm-hmm. no like wind, there's no rain, there's no rivers or anything. So there's nothing to like erode them away apart from like micro meteorites, like really tiny ones that are slowly yeah. eroding the moon, but that's still going to be like a hundred million years time to get rid of them. That's so anything incredible. they dumped out on the moon when they landed up there, just a hundred million times before they get gone. There might be a pizza box there by now, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The rocks on the moon erode at a 0.04 inches every 1 million years. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> That's just nothing. But I've got a cool thing. Well, not cool. Elliot, you might find it cool because you were con- being a conspiracy then. Um, but the American flag, they don't know if the American flag is still on the moon yet. They have pictures of the footprints on the moon, but they haven't checked if the flag is still there or if it's been like <laughs> disappeared by like UV rays, if it's still even like visible. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah so, why have they not checked? Like, is it even on the moon or well, is suppose... it just in some studio? <laughs> I think. I think they're pointing the camera at the wrong angle. I think they probably just needed like a better angle. It's all about the angles. So, but the it's angles like, it's one of those. Um, Pro the the NASA probes that go around the moon to take mm. pictures of it all. Why can't they just see the, the flags there or not? Well, I bet I bet I assume the pole is still there and the flag itself will be there. It's just whether the colour has been bleached away because there's no atmosphere to protect it. As no, you no, the unsolved that. mystery is if it's even there anymore, not if the colour is there. Oh, so I don't I I don't believe it was even put on there really. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy that conspiracy theory that no one ever landed on the moon. But, Could you um, imagine though in like you know when they go back to the moon in five years' time and they're like, Oh shit, we didn't go. Like yeah, we actually yeah. weren't there. It was a conspiracy. I think they're so into the conspiracy now and so into the lie they're never gonna be able to get back from it. It's they quite just well believed, isn't it? It's it's like one of yeah. the most popular conspiracy theories ever. I'm just gonna see how many people believe it um billions about seven a conspiracy theory has to be one step away from you being bothered to prove that it's not true yeah like i I know that there's probably a reason that the shadow's at the wrong angles and it's easy for someone to go it's probably studio lights yeah it's harder for me or i can't be bothered to go and actually check what's the scientific reasoning behind it actually being at different angles but even if someone told me a scientific reason i wouldn't know what they're saying to me anyway so it's easier to believe a conspiracy theory here's what the um percentages are though of going to the moon four percent of people believe it's definitely true that we didn't go um 12 percent believe that it's probably true that we didn't go uh nine percent don't know whether we went or not. Um, These are worrying numbers. <laughs> yeah. And it says, moon hoaxism 
was more prevalent among the young, 21, this is the scary thing, 21% of 24 to 35 year olds agree the moon landings were staged. <laughs> Crazy. Oh my god. We're going back to the moon, I'm... you know. The other oh, America is it? Yeah, I know we're walking there. Yeah, we're walking there <laughs> in half years, maybe. <laughs> cool. But it makes it fun conspiracy. Yeah, we were on a bit of a tangent then about conspiracy theories of did or didn't we go to the moon? Don't apologize, it's good. Is but, the yeah. American flag on the moon? Basically, no. Yeah. All... If anybody who listens to this can disprove that it's not there. Yeah, <laughs> Look, if you're gonna walk to the moon and tell me the American flag is there, then send me a picture. Yeah, I'd like you're... to if you have a spare nine and a half years and you really <laughs> love walking and you've also found a way to defy gravity or you're very good with um you're well, you've got a really big person <laughs> or a big okay. commental yeah. no, please please go to the moon and let us know yeah i think we should write into NASA and say have you considered using early checkout staff or mentos in your next rocket <laughs> we just be nasa we know more than nasa yeah. <laughs> They just do a good film. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another fact, but Elliot, I think you should go with yours first. Well, mine is so much more serious than yours. Like, I didn't, I didn't go down the funny route. I went down the, wow, that's a pretty cool route. So we all know that Pluto, God rest its planet soul, is no longer a planet. <laughs> um, but it's in, the, it's in an area with other planets. It, planet-ish things, sorry. Um, (laughs) And there is one, which I almost certainly now will mispronounce, called Humea, apologies, Um, and it's a dwarf planet that's just beyond Neptune, it was discovered in 2004, so that's quite recent really, Mm -hmm. Um, and and it was once collided into by an object so fast that it's one of the fastest spinning objects in our solar system, it's been so fast that do you know like when you get like a pizza dough and you spin it on your hand and Mm -hmm. it's like an, it like flattens out, it's like a a flat disc almost because it's spinning that fast it's also got rings because again it's spinning that fast that it's got like rings like saturn obviously smaller it's also got two lovely little moons so i mean if we're gonna be walking to the moon i think we should just carry on and go to this place because it sounds quite snazzy so it's although a flat you will planet. it's not completely flat but it's like like more than an egg shape like it's really right. like i don't know how to how to say it. it's like a 3d ellipse mm-hmm. yeah no i know what you mean but it is, <laughs> it is an incredible, like, thing. It spins so fast that it's sort of squished. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. It's crazy to Could think. Could you imagine me knocked that fast and then spinning for, yeah. like, for yeah. millions of years ago it was bumped into and now it won't stop spinning? Um, I think it's interesting as well because when you think of something spinning so fast that it sort of flattens itself out, like you, you, you use the pizza dough analogy, you think of it always being something that's like soft and squishy but then when you think of a planet that's you usually consider that to be solid and it's somewhere it's solid um so, so for that to have even flattened that yeah, speed that's must pretty be incredible immense. it might be pizza dough we don't know it might be squishy <laughs> it might be cheese it might um, just be squishy yeah moon. <laughs> oh yes i apologize um when we go there in nine years time we'll tell you what type of cheese the moon is but uh, just to put it into context the mass of this planet which i won't mispronounce again is about one third of that of pluto or one one thousand four hundredth of earth so it's pretty pretty small like... so it's just the size of a pizza really <laughs> okay is it just a pizza in space <laughs> yeah is it this pizza it's the pizza. italians <laughs> yeah. yeah they're just mistaken <laughs> Yeah, but it's warmer there than it is here. 
and then just to bring it just to um, bring it back like another like I don't know whether it's spacey spacey fact but it's Mm -hmm. still quite interesting it's to do with planets I suppose but something incredible is that the the core theory about the earth that you know there's a molten core and all that it's a theory we have no idea yeah, we don't know what well. is going on inside of our planet. It's just I love sort of, that. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Like we just don't know, and they've tried to drill, but they just can't get deep enough. They can't get there. Yeah. Yeah. And then and there's so, like other conspiracy theories and what's oh, actually no. in the middle. Yeah. No, let's not go down the conspiracy. No, let's not go down that route. <laughs> but yeah, it's I. It's really interesting because the name was Inga Lehman, the person that discovered the or created this theory of. Um, the shells of the earth, if you want to call it that. Like an onion. Like an <laughs> onion, yeah. And she was basically, she looked at um, earthquakes and she was looking at the way the waves travel through the core and then they were refracting at different angles. So other places that shouldn't be shaking, I'm pretty sure, were like starting to shake. And they were like, what's happening? And so she wrote a paper on how she thinks there's other bits inside the earth that isn't because at that point they thought there was just one core but now we're pretty sure there's lots of bits but yeah. we don't know it's like theory of it's i think pretty sure gravity is still a theory there's some yeah. really famous thing famous something that's very you know built <laughs> upon in science and it's just a theory but as is much most of science it's just people guessing and hoping that it gets proved right in years to come <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. I, that's just ridiculous. That's why science is silly. We don't know anything. Really. Maths is made up to prove what we need it to. Yeah, no one really um, knows. No. Nope. Yeah, I think I think looking at Pluto, you know, for certainly our childhoods, Pluto was a planet. That was a mm. fact. It just was, and now it isn't. That fact has been undone. And you know, one day we could be saying actually the core is made out of marshmallow fluff and actually we were wrong <laughs> like we haven't we can't say no no it's yeah. not <laughs> it, just, it just shows how susceptible we are to misinformation in the modern era oh my god go on then. go on elliot getting <laughs> <laughs> political again i'm sure <laughs> fake news <laughs> okay but yes. so my next fact is by well i heard it from TikTok by the great Hank Green. Yes. As we all love him. Love um I just I think he's brilliant. And the fact is the sun's surface isn't actually that hot. <laughs> um the core and the atmosphere of the sun is so much hotter than the actual sun. The core of the sun is 15 million degrees and then it steadily decreases to only like 6,000 degrees on the actual surface of the oh, sun. Practically bar me that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Not even the hot. I mean, I like would survive. Beach. <laughs> I would, no, I don't go touch it. Would I survive it? <laughs> but if you wanted something really hot, you say the core or the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That's what's hot. Um, but yeah. So if everybody's like, oh my God, you're as hot as the surfaces of the sun, you'd be like, well, that's a bit salty, really. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not accepting that as a compliment. Yeah, I want to be the core or the atmosphere. I don't want to be the surface, please. (laughs) That's going to be the quickest sort of blocking. of. If you said, actually, I think I'm hot as the atmosphere or coal, um, you would not be having that conversation with a very long. 
<laughs> and then I wouldn't be able to say any more reasoning behind it. I'd just say, yeah, that's it. That that's what I want. I have no thoughts behind it. I watched a TikTok. I think you're I watched Hand <laughs> so, I've got to say, when I wrote this fact down, I had a couple of rum and cokes. <laughs> I can't. I so can't it's not even reliable. <laughs> no, it is. No, it is. I I got um. I got some sources by sciencedaily.com and by NASA as well. So it's not just Hank Green that's oh, saying okay. this. I I'm not just blaming whatever Hank Because they, they faked the moon. <laughs> well, they might be faking this. <laughs> Hank Green might be on in it. Like, he might be faking it as well. They might all be faking it. It might be cold. I don't know. It might be cold. <laughs> well, speaking about the sun, um, like the big ball of gas in the sky, mm-hmm. one day, probably quite soon, it's going to emit such a high amount of like a solar flare, that it could potentially, if the waves are in alignment, which sounds really shakery, um, <laughs> like disrupt power supplies, like it would overload, it would induce a current in all of the wires that transmit our electricity up and down the country across the world. All of the wires inside of your phone, your laptop, everything, the things we record in the sun, and it would break them, they'd just, they'd break. It would surge the whole system and it would mean that we would be without power which would be an incredible, I don't, I just can't consider how that would be. It would be awful. <laughs> I, so just I, how fragile we are still to that massive ball in the sky. Solar yeah. flares, they still have to account for when they're making stuff as well, because they do still interact with things quite often. If we know we're going to have a big solar flare, we in, in tech at least, um, I know that they do have to consider how that's going to affect things because it does interfere with the it's the electromagnetic radiation isn't it i think yeah yeah so the the radio it's um it, it, it's uh it's it, it induces the current in the wire electromagnetism isn't it mm-hmm. I've cast in my mind back i have a question for you guys yeah what do you think space smells like vanilla <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's pretty basic um i've literally no clue um, plants. Plants. <laughs> it smells like plants. <laughs> Soil. Well, um, they did an interview with Tim Peake, the UK astronaut, and there's been a few people that have des- described the ways it smells in the past. No one fully agrees, but there's the same sort of um, vibe to the smells. <laughs> so they say it either smells like seared steak, hot metal, welding fumes, and barbecues. So it's the kind of metallic cooking smell thing. Um, But there are some suggestions that the smell originates from the spacesuit itself, uh, with certain components off-gassing because they're exposed to the vacuum and thermal extremes. So it's just the spacesuit reacting to stuff. That's that's the smell. But that's what all the astronauts, when they've asked, what does it smell like? They've said barbecues, steak and metal. A lot very nice, really. You're (laughs) saying the suits are making them smell like that. And it smells like barbecues. That's not like them. Yeah, are they being like barbecues? They're not cooking, are they? Like, that's just a bit much. Yeah, Tim Peake is now medium rare. Like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a bit gross. It's not them that they can smell. But it is. Space, no, I know. They're saying that it might be the actual suit that they can smell yeah, afterwards. And not actually space. One of them should just take off their helmet and have a sniff. I, that's why I think. <laughs> <laughs> see what happens yeah just be a simulation really yeah, they might not in... be in space yeah yeah 
<laughs> Ali, Ali just didn't want to go with that. I didn't want to go there. No, stop. Stop testing. <laughs> well, I think that might be all we have time for on the podcast. Um, as we are on a Zoom call and it does end within 40 minutes as we're all poor. We're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you everyone for listening. Um, and let us know what type of podcast you want to hear from us next time. You can find us on our social medias. I can give them to you if you want. Yeah, yeah, you give them to me. Okay, so the Particles, Plants and Patients one, the Instagram is at Particles, Plants and Patients. The Twitter is at the 3P podcast, and that's the number three and then the letter P. Uh, Tesney, where can they find you? Um, on Instagram, you can find me at botanical underscore babe with two E's and on Twitter, just TesneyBelgian underscore. Elliot, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at ElliotGriffiths98 and on Twitter at ElliotGriff98, where I have no followers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for me on Instagram and Twitter, they are both, it's spelt Rachel A-E-L at the end. And we will be having a YouTube channel very soon where you can watch this podcast um, as well um, and just see the live backgrounds that I was doing throughout. Yeah, <laughs> really no living. To, <laughs> no one seemed to have noticed or even laughed about. I, I did see them. <laughs> I saw them and thought, does she understand this as a podcast? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I was seeing if you were going to laugh about it and then half everyone else wonder what on earth are they laughing about? Um, <laughs> But yeah, I was in Rachel's kitchen at one point. Yes, you were. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, thank you everyone for listening um, and we'll see you next week. See you in the next one. Bye. Bye. (laughs)